0: Welcome to another episode of Bright-Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I am your host Kelly Morgan. I'm so excited today because I'm speaking with author Ben Winter on his book What to Expect When Having Expectations. I think you're going to really like the conversation. It's a great book and Ben was a perfect guest. Welcome to the podcast, our newest member to the book club, author Ben Winter. Ben, thank you for being on the podcast and being a part of the book club. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's very exciting when I get to have authors come on, talk about their journey and talk about their book. So, my question, my first question for you is, did you always know that you wanted to be a writer?
1: No, no, it's it's something that kind of fell into my lap over time. Uh, lots of different things got me here, and uh, not just one of them could be pointed out as as the cause and reason. So,
0: so, but somewhere along the line, you had a writer in you that just had to get out. Did you try to maybe ignore it from time no, to time?
1: No, I think when it when the time happened, and actually, my first book was very, very easy to write. Um, I, you know, I had this like pregnant moment in 2015, when I realized, you know, hey, this is something I want to do with my life. And I just sort of sat down and said, okay, I I need to be a published author, because it sounds better. And so I just started writing this book. And it just was like, it took me no time at all. I think it took me like, two weeks to write it. um, And another two weeks to sort of smooth things out make it better. Um, But yeah, it was just it was like, It was time, I needed to do it, I did it, and it was quick and easy, and so now I don't have that block saying I can't be an author because I have been an author.
0: Well, you are an author, right? Yeah, I am. So, um, was the first book nonfiction, like this book?
1: Yeah, apparently I'm really good at writing self-help books, and I'm not really good at reading them.
0: (laughs) Well, that's okay. As long as the self-help books help somebody... That's the purpose, right? Is to try exactly. to help somebody. So, yeah, that's, that's really all that matters. What book is this? What number of book is this?
1: Uh, what to expect when having expectations is number six.
0: Wow. So, six years later from 2015, you are now a six time published author. Correct. All nonfiction, all self help books. Yes. Wow. And that's and that's funny because you said that that's not what you set out to be in life. No,
1: no. Like I said, it was, you know, in 2015, the idea that came to me was to kind of do improv training for businesses in life, not just for on stage. And it was kind of along those lines of creating that program that I that I have out there uh, that generated that book because then i figured you know people will hire a speaker who's also a published author or a trainer who's also a published author and so it just made sense for me to do that
0: nice and then
1: i just sort of kept going from there to okay well if i'm writing about it in general what about if i get more specific and then i write wrote something specific and then throughout teaching that's when i came up with this portion around expectations and i was like okay this is cool i need to start putting stuff together and bam here i am with a uh, a whole book about it so
0: yeah we're gonna get into expectations as well because it's something that we all can relate to yes Um, but my question to you is you self-published all your books yes i did so what was that like what what what's that self-publishing journey like you didn't know had to self published did you when you started out? So was it kind of trial by error or did you know what you were doing? It was a little trial by
1: error. A lot of it was kind of working, working with and asking other people who have done it before uh, what they did and, you know, finding that mentor sort of situation. And a lot of it was trial and error, which... I will say having a graphic design background definitely helped the process because you have to have the cover and the the artwork and everything ready to go and in a specific format and if you don't have that then you're sort of flailing around so um, i can see why a lot of people charge a lot of money to get somebody published because just the graphic design work alone is is quite an undertaking
0: so it can be a daunting task to get your book published and especially if you don't know what you're doing right so self-publishing works for some people i think when people self-publish it's not the self-publishing that's that can be challenging it's the marketing
1: very much so yes
0: how do i get my book out there what do i do how do i reach people so what did you do I, a lot of it is
1: getting out on interviews, such as this. It's social media. It's telling friends and family about it and say, "Hey, I got stuff on social media. Share it," and uh, just hoping at some point that one or many of the different aspects will take off and get things rolling. And it's and I think that's what it is. Is it's just it's that really slow start, and then something kicks in and and bam, you got tons of book sales. It's popular and
0: but right. you got to yeah. keep going so you got to get oh, yeah. by that you got to get by that slow part right that kind of inch and along phase where really nothing's happening but things are happening yeah
1: it's one of those where you gotta you have to put in a lot of work up front and then you get paid
0: for it later yeah or you hope you get paid for it later. yeah yeah ho- hopefully <laughs> That's
1: but it. at the same at the same time you know i've got my words out there i've the, there are printed books in people's hands, so if I died tomorrow, I'm okay with it because I have my words out there. And if it helps somebody 10,
0: 15, 100 years from now, awesome. That, that would be awesome. And it's your legacy, right? Yes, exactly. It's what you left behind. So let's get into it. The book, What to Expect When Having Expectations. Now, I'm interested, how did this book come about? So back when I was doing all the training for
1: improv, one of the things that I would, would always come up during one of the rules of improv was around expectations. And it came to the realization that the only reason anybody gets upset is because an expectation hasn't been met. And I kept playing with that in my mind. And I was like, yeah, that holds true constantly over and over. But what do I do with it? That doesn't solve any problem. And that's when I kind of created this flow chart that I have. Uh, And at the top, it's like, you're upset. What do you do with it? And so I was like, okay, this is cool. Now I can take that moment of being upset about an expectation going unmet, and I can formulate something that works to get out of being upset. And then as I kept looking at that flow chart, I kept seeing all these little sections where it's like, did you know you had the expectation? No. You know, Have you shared the expectation? No. All those no points in the flowchart led to something really deep and so I decided okay I need to write a book about all this about the flowchart about all this stuff but dive a little deeper because not sharing an expectation is one of those things where it's like why don't I want to share it what am I afraid of you know how come I didn't know I had this expectation until it's going unmet you know where did that come from and I think that's where a lot of this the, the book comes in is flowchart's great. It's an awesome tool to practice with, um, but understanding a little bit deeper is why the book was written.
0: So when you're going through the flow chart and you're charting out your issue, does the book tell you? like how to overcome or techniques that you can you know like when you really figure out why didn't I share the expectation is there more in the book to kind of help us along the way to figure out how to share the expectation
1: in a roundabout way it's not not as direct as that um you know, most expectations we don't even know we have until they're going unmet. And a lot of that stems from our youth and how we're, we're raised or how we're not raised, um, how we see society, uh, our perception on things. And that's where, you know, you'll grow up and, and somebody's not doing what you expect them to do in a relationship because you grew up in a household where they everybody did that. And now you're together with this person where they don't do that. And so you're like, what? What is happening? Why aren't you doing these things that clearly everybody does? Oh wait, that was my family. I didn't. I don't know how you were raised. Got it. So it it allows us to kind of explore where our our expectations come from. So when we are not sharing it, sometimes we have an expectation that if I share something vulnerable, uh, I'm going to get hurt. And I think a lot of times we just don't share things that. Perceive us as getting hurt by sharing it, and so there's a lot of fear behind sharing things because what if I share my expectation, and you're like, mm, I'm not, I'm not gonna go with that. That doesn't work for me, uh, you know. when we talk about, or people talk about relationships, relationships all the time, and deal breakers. You know, it's like I expect somebody to not smoke in the relationship. Well, that's a deal breaker because I smoke. Okay, well, it's not gonna work out. So I shared my expectation. Now we have to break up you know I'm, I'm being super like black white here but it's like there's a lot of gray area right but it's one of those things where you, we're just that afraid of sharing some of those expectations where on the other hand maybe sharing that expectation creates a stronger relationship it creates a better foundation and now everybody's happier so there's two sides to that coin of sharing it but you know how are we re- how did we grow up Did we share our feelings? Did we share thoughts? Did we share wants, desires, and then have them all shot down? Um, And if that's the case, then our expectation is don't share it because you're going to get hurt. Um, So that's not directly written in the book, but it's definitely, it's subtly there because you have to explore where they came from and why you're not sharing. it, And you have to just take on that fear and you know, that's practice
0: right? getting out but of the comfort zone. But it's not reasonable to think that every expectation you have is going to be met. So don't you have to prepare for the expectations that aren't going to be met?
1: In a way, yeah, absolutely. Because, And that's a part of the flowchart is, is this expectation reasonable? I, I do this to myself every time I'm in traffic. <laughs> I, I expect everybody to drive because they took a driving exam. That's not reasonable because they had a different instructor. They had a different test, different time. Everybody's driving is different, plain and simple. So it's not reasonable for me to have that expectation. Uh, that the expectation I should have is that everybody drives differently. And some days you're behind people you enjoy being behind. And other times you're out in front. And sometimes you're behind the worst driver you've ever seen. And, uh, it it is what it is. And... You know, so reasonable expectations, no. Sometimes we grow up with the most unreasonable views on life and they're stupid and there's no way that they can be reasonable as an adult. But, you know, we don't grow up necessarily being taught how to keep our thoughts and emotions in check and to uh, look at them again as an adult and say, you know, I thought that when I was a kid. Does that serve me as an adult? The answer is usually no sometimes it is. I mean, using a fork and spoon and knife serves us when we're kids and it serves us as an adult. Um, So, you know, there's plenty of things we learn as children that do serve us, but there's
0: a lot of things that do not. So once you kind of figure out, you know, this expectation is reasonable, it, it can be met, but it's going to take somebody else because it sounds to me, well, not sounds, it is that a lot of your expectations kind of depend on what Sometimes other people do. So now your your expectation depends on the actions of others. Because, like you said, I'm expecting you to do this, that, or the other. You know that can be that can be complicated as well. Yes.
1: Yeah, and that's where uh, there's this wonderful thing that we've lost touch with. It's called communication, Uh, talking with one another. You know, we we just suck at communicating these days. And, and that's what it comes down to. It's like, here's my expectation. Is it reasonable? Yes. Do you agree with it? Well, no, I don't agree with it. And here's why. Okay, can we come to an agreement? Can we negotiate? Can we find middle ground? Absolutely. Let's find the middle ground of what works for both of us. And then you've negotiated and it's all working out. Um, but oftentimes we're afraid that if we share, we're not going to, they're going to say no. Or... You know some people take the opposite of they say yes to every expectation everybody else has about them but then they're upset with themselves and their own expectation of themselves i was gonna say no this time i was gonna say no more often and i'm saying yes and uh so now they're angry with themselves because they had an expectation about themselves so then they get to explore like why do i say yes to everything you know what makes me the people pleaser if you will um and so that's, that again, sometimes we have expectations of ourselves that we didn't know we had until we're failing yet again on, on what we want for ourselves. And so it, it's the same process. You got to check in with yourself, too.
0: Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, you have to be able to meet your own expectations of yourself, um, I think. You know, I think sometimes you can over expect from yourself and that's never good so there has to be balance right does the book do you help us with expectations and balance because there's got to be balance when we have expectations
1: In in a manner of speaking absolutely that you know one of the things with with expectations of ourselves is we're always going to hold ourselves to higher expectations than anyone else i i i'm not entirely sure why um You know, we always think that we should be better, do better, have more, you know, help people out, whatever it might be. Now, there are some people who just are really good at saying no to everyone. And, you know, maybe they have an expectation of actually saying yes to something, you know, to volunteer more, to help more. But they find themselves not. So, you know, there's no cure-all for everything uh, except for... Being able to practice a, a process. So the flowchart's just a process of working on something that helps somebody get from an upset state to an understanding, a place of communication and a place of uh, peace, if you will. Just being able to kind of stop from being upset and say, okay, what needs to change for me? And how can I affect my situation so that I feel better? And sometimes that's a conversation with ourselves. Sometimes that's doing something for ourselves. Sometimes that's conversation with somebody else. And anybody that's ever done any sort of personal growth, it's not a quick fix. It's never a quick fix. You got to practice over and over and over. So sharing those things that are, that are fearful of sharing, you got to practice. You got to just do it one time. And if it goes your way, awesome. If it doesn't, okay, do it again. If it goes your way whether it goes your way or not, eventually, it's not going to be a a scary thing anymore because your life didn't end when somebody said no, you know, that sort of thing. And, um, so, and the practice of I'm upset, let me do something different rather than just stew in it. We don't want to stew in it. We want to, nobody really likes being
0: upset. Well, no, (laughs) because that takes a lot of energy to be upset all the time. Right. And that can be exhausting. You know, so let me ask you a question, because everything you can almost tie to an expectation. Um, You expect the sun to come up, right? You expect it to set at night. I mean, that's just like you said, those are kind of the given, the given expectation. But when you don't, you have to expect yourself to actually run through this process and actually have these conversations with yourself at the end of the day to know that you can become a better person but shouldn't your expectations be you know reasonable because like you said you're hard on yourself right so you start let's say you start this program and you want instant gratification I want it now and it doesn't happen oh it didn't happen that's my expectation I'm done so do you talk about the process or that it is a, a time cons- not a time consuming but it takes time to make changes right in your life yeah
1: it it is it does take time it and one of the things that I like about what I've created is that um, when somebody's having a problem they're always like how do I do something like the, the how is always the question how do I change it how can I fix it how can I get the quick fix um, and the answer to that is always, A million different ways are of how. You know, how I've created a flow chart. That's one how of stopping to be stop being upset. There's probably a million other books out there on how to stop being upset, and none of them say anything like what I'm saying. Um, but something like this flow chart is a tool that somebody can use to practice on a regular basis to do something different. the most the expectation should be I am going to get there even if it takes a lot of work and I have to practice over and over and over I'm not perfect you know I write this stuff I'm a happier person than I think a lot of people are because I don't let myself get upset that often and when I do it's like sweet another growth opportunity what expectation did I not know about and you know, so that's that's where I I practice what I preach. I I have this thing around my house all the time. I'm looking at it all the time. You know, I, I created it, so it's all up there. Um, but it's one of those things where you know don't have the expectation that if you came across this topic today, you're going to be solved tomorrow. No, you got to do some work. You got to put that flowchart on your fridge, in your car, on in your office, wherever you're most upset and just constantly remind yourself to look at it when you get upset. And that'll be a if nothing else it's a quick trigger to say, "Oh, there's an option here." And it then sounds you, like you
0: something. know, Ben, it sounds like it'd be a good tool to for like middle school and high school children and really start them with the critical thinking component and having them be able to walk through scenarios without being so abrasive or teenagers don't think, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? They just tend to act. And so this this flow chart would maybe help help with starting to formulate that critical thinking process so that you can deal with issues, that you can set reasonable expectations, um, that you can be a happier person.
1: Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I just talked to a, a high schooler. Uh, he's, he's starting his own little podcast and so I was helping out, but it was one of those things where it's like, um, yeah, high schoolers have tons of expectations of themselves and of the people around them. It's ridiculous the expectations teenagers put on themselves. And one of the things that I've really come to terms with is that an expectation of yourself and the people around you is also another way of setting boundaries for yourself. You know, I expect people not to cross my boundaries, but if you don't share what your boundaries are, what those expectations are of others, then, you know, when they cross those boundaries, you typically get upset. But if you never shared them or, you know, held true to your own boundaries and say, you know, that doesn't work for me, yeah, you know, take a step back or, you know, don't say that about me or whatever it may be. I would love every teenager on the planet to have this, you know, <laughs> to, to say like, oh, it's not weird for me that I have expectations of my friends. Right. Uh, for them to be there for me, for them to not make fun of me, to, you know, have my back, you know, to walk down the halls and not be accosted by the seniors who don't even know who I am. You know, we have a lot of, a lot of things as teenagers that we have to go through and, I think this would be awesome to teach in high school.
0: Yeah, when I was, um, I actually did go and uh, get the um, flowchart because I wanted to look at it. And when I was reading it, I thought, you know, this would be great for teenagers, even those who are in college, just starting off. Critical thinking—that your flowchart just was so logical, but it also made you think about, like you said, your expectations and not knowing that what you were having, what was even an expectation, right? So kudos to you, where can, so I got the, the, um, the flow chart by going to the website. What is the website? So if somebody wanted it, they can get it because is it in the book too? It is in
1: the book. Uh, You can go to havingexpectations.com and you can download it for free. Uh, and then, yeah, if you, if you get the book, it'll kind of go in more in depth to each of those steps in the flowchart. Um, uh, it'll, it'll walk you through it in, in much greater detail than just looking at it.
0: So Ben, I know that you said this is book number six. Will you just tell me quickly what the other five books are?
1: Yeah. So the first one is called living unscripted and that's about using the tools and techniques of stage improv for everyday life and the other the the next let's see three books are team building unscripted business unscripted and relationships unscripted which are basically the same book different examples that um, dive into those specific areas Uh, book number five is called improve your self-esteem but it's improv with a small e so it's a, di- a deeper dive into the Living Unscripted book and more deeper dive into my past and, and how things might have been different had I had improv training when I was young. Because um, I had zero self-confidence when I was in high school. And I think things would have been very, very different in high school and college had I had improv training in high school or even before but, high school.
0: But maybe so you can't go back and change it because it wouldn't have brought you to where you are today.
1: Yeah, no, I don't have any regrets about my past. I don't want to change it cuz yes, I wouldn't be where I am today. But it's always interesting and fun to look back, you know. How would I have how would I have handled that situation had it happened? with today's knowledge and yes
0: if i would have known right (laughs) yes the The, the changes that i would have made the things that i would have done yeah i find myself doing the same thing too because now i feel like i know back then as a teenager you think you know but you know nothing
1: (laughs) yeah something about the the hormones from teenagers makes them really so stupid (laughs) that they think they're smart
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is so true so true so, Ben, where can we get the book? Where can we get the book, What to Expect When Having Expectations?
1: So it's on Amazon. Uh, the fastest way, though, is to go to havingexpectations.com, and then you can click on the, the link there to buy it on Amazon. It'll take you directly, so you don't have to search for it.
0: Fantastic. Do you have any other books in the works?
1: I am working on a few others. Uh, the next one that I'm hoping to finish up is all about perception. In a way, um, a lot of people think that they're right about how things should be in the world that they live in. And guess what? They're right. And so are the other people that they disagree with. So it's a very interesting, it, it like really messes with my mind as I, I explore it because I don't want th- certain things to be right, <laughs> but they are. And it's, it's kind of frustrating. And I, I think I've sort of solved it, but uh, it's. <laughs> World peace isn't that close and <laughs> unless everybody reads
0: the book. <laughs> well perception is a perspective. Somebody once told me, you know, your perspective is your reality. Which when exactly. you really think about it, it's like, Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Which may not be your perception right so i would be interested to see when you bring this book out and you publish it um you are now an official member of the book club which means you can come back at any time so when book number seven is hot off the presses um i do expect you to come back and tell us all about it um because perceptions are just as equally as important as expectations absolutely absolutely Ben, thank you so much for being a part of the book club and being on the podcast. I can't thank you enough. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing, Potty Book Book Club. I have been your host, Kelly Morgan. We just wrapped up with author Ben Winter talking about his book, What to Expect When Having Expectations. You can find the book on his website, havingexpectations.com. If you are an author or someone who supports authors and would like to be showcased on the podcast, email me at brightheadedpublishing@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Once again, that's brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Next week, another author, a new member to the book club. But until then, keep writing.